The Gophers are making a name for themselves in the NFL, and I think that trend is going to continue. Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And today we're talking a lot about the NFL draft with the Minnesota Golden Gophers because we're going to talk about the players who will possibly be drafted this year maybe potentially have a chance to sneak in and then also who is still on the radar for next year's draft on this Gophers roster but then we got to talk about the guys who are actually in the NFL and how they are doing last year might have been the best year for the Gophers alums in the NFL we're going to dive into it and why that is a great thing for future Gophers being drafted as well so sit back relax be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube so you don't miss any of this daily Gophers content moving forward but thank you so much for making Minnesota Gopher, Lockdown Golden Gophers, your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now, let's talk about this year's draft because there are definitely two names at the top of the radar that many folks know will probably be drafted from this Gophers team, but are there others that could make the cut as well? I think there's one that maybe could put his name into consideration and then a couple others that, depending on how uh, the pro days and everything like that go, maybe they could be UDFAs, maybe they could sneak into the back half, but I think overall the realistic projection is two to three Gophers could be drafted in this year's NFL draft. Now, the number one is Tyler Newbin, plain and simple, an All-American across many platforms, a multi-All-Big Ten team. Uh, I believe he was first team this year. He was second team last year. Tyler Newbin has only progressively gotten better and better and better every single year, and he was entering people's draft radar last season. People thought he would have got drafted, but he decided he wanted to return and boost his draft stock, and he is literally right on the verge of being a first-round pick or second-round pick. I don't think he falls any further than that. But how does he get himself into that first round category? Well, he did what he had to on the field. He ended up setting the program record for interceptions. He was out there a difference maker on defense. Now, he he kind of uh, sometimes played a little bit of hero ball. Maybe that got him a couple of negative marks this year, not in the scouting perspective, but just in some of the ending of game situations this year where the Gophers maybe dropped the ball as a unit, not just Tyler Newbin, but as an entire unit. But regardless, Tyler Newbin had a fantastic season this year, probably his best to date. And on top of that, he he is definitely woken up a lot of folks. I've seen Field Yates tweet about him. I've seen Connor Rogers tweet about him. All of them excited about how much potential this guy has and how he could potentially be the number one safety in this draft draft class. Now you've got him, you've got Cam Kitchens. I think those two players are kind of at the top of the list when it comes to safety prospects in this draft class. And Tyler Newbin could definitely make a case for himself. Now he's performing out at the Senior Bowl this week, so that should help boost his draft stock if he he continues to show out down there. Plus, he'll be a guy that will be invited to the NFL Combine. Plus, he'll be a guy who has a pro day. So you've got three opportunities in this pre-draft process to show up, 
show out and show the dog that you are. And the thing is, the one thing I have noticed about Tyler Newbin while covering this team is that he is great in an interview. He has the charisma. He has the character. He has the leadership. He has all that. And it stands out the second you're interviewing with him. But on top of that, he gives his all. He shows what he has every second he's not on the field it's not just on saturdays when he's playing the game every practice that you go you see him going 100 you see him flying to the ball you see him making ch changing plays you see him firing up his teammates that's just who he is he's got that dog in him and he is a guy who i have no doubt will be helped by this draft process so i think tyler newbin's gonna make a case to be in that back half of the first round or maybe one of the first five or six picks in the second round. That's how special Tyler Newbin is and can be moving forward. So Tyler Newbin is a lock to be drafted in this NFL draft, plain and simple. Everybody and their mama knows it's going to happen. But then you move over to the next draft hopeful, who I believe is also a lock to be drafted. And you have Brevin Spanford. Now, if you listen to some fantasy football analysts out there, they're going to tell you, oh, this guy, he could be undrafted. He could be a seventh round. Nah, I wouldn't listen to all that because they don't understand the aspects of how a player contributes besides some fantasy points. And you know what? We can look beyond that. Brevin Spanford is the best blocking tight end in this draft, bar none. And yes, his, his PFF grades might have been lower in the 2023 season, but they are also an all-time high in 2022. And if you talk to NFL scouts, if you talk to some of the uh, different scouting personnel that are with some of these larger networks, They'll tell you what he put on tape this year was still really phenomenal with what he had last year. So he has more than made a case for his strengths in the blocking department, and he knows that as well. Now, last or two years ago, uh, 2022, he had his best receiving year. Over 400 yards, almost 500 yards, multiple touchdowns. And that was a year where you're like, man, he could go out now, and he could probably be like a fourth-round draft pick or so. And he came back and he was trying to boost that draft stock. And honestly, I think with a higher receiving production, he probably would have boosted that draft stock. But the Gophers and Brevin, they just, as much as he is loyal to them, it felt like they just didn't want to use him in the capacity that they could have. But at the same time, there were times then where his confidence seemed like it was down and then there were some drops. So overall, not his greatest year on the receiving side of things. I'm not going to butter it up or anything like that. But Brevin Spanford is going to be drafted and he's going to be a valuable asset for some team, depending on if he fits into the right system, if he lands into the right system is what I'm looking for there. I think the ideal type of team is like what you see with the 49ers, with George Kittle, where blocking is a heavy premises. But then on top of that, they work into your strengths. Now, George Kittle was a fifth round pick. Like you don't have to be a first round guy like Brock Bowers to be able to contribute. But I think regardless, I think Brevin's game should translate better to the NFL than it has in college. And the reason I think that is not because he didn't have that heavy, heavy level production in the receiving game in college, even though I think that is more to blame on the Gophers and their staff and not using him in that capacity. But he had some drops this year, plain and simple. He did. And he wants to go out there and prove in these preseason or off-season draft pre-draft process that he has the hands and he wants to prove that catching is a strength of his and the thing is he can do that if he can go out in the senior bowl he can go out in the uh, combine and he can go out in his pro day and if he shows in those three different settings 
that, look, I can catch the ball. Look, I can make these grabs, which I have seen him make some phenomenal grabs in practice. We've seen him make some phenomenal grabs in the 2022 season and a limited amount in the 2023 season. We know the talent is there. But if he goes out and he shows that consistency and catches the ball and plays with that confidence in this pre-draft process, he will only help his draft stock. He will. He has the chance to make teams go, why didn't the Gophers use this guy more? Why didn't they have him posting up in the in the red zone and playing a one-on-one contested ball up to him? Why didn't they throw up a fade to him? Why didn't they use him in this manner? And that's the thing we know about NFL coaches is that they see – opportunity they see intangibles they'll see six foot six six foot six and a half six foot seven and 260 some pounds that's athletic that can run that can break tackles and they'll see like whoa there's there's clay here there's good clay here and why has this not been molded at the college level i feel like and that should play in his favor so there's a big thing there. If he can show out in this pre-draft process, I do think he can put himself into that uh, early day three type round, maybe sneaking into round or day two. But I think the best case scenario is probably early day three, unless he really shows out, really balls out in the pre-draft process and can sneak into the back half of day two. But regardless, Brevin Spanford is going to be a draft pick, plain and simple. It's going to happen. So those are your top two. But a name I think could sneak into consideration is Trayvon Jones. Trayvon Jones played very well for the Gophers this past season. He only had one year with them. But one thing you have noticed with Gophers in the NFL in the last couple seasons is that they have found a, a propensity to get good defensive backs that have been translating to the NFL well. You're talking about Terrell Smith. You're talking about Jordan Howden. You're talking about Benjamin St. Juiced. You're talking about multiple players that have found ways to be successful NFL players and get starting opportunities, get heavy snaps, get tackles and production and I think Trayvon Jones made a good case for himself he played really well at Elan prior to this and he comes over to the Gophers it translates and he could maybe with a good pro day uh, show out and be able to put himself into consideration for maybe a, a late pick maybe a seventh round pick otherwise I believe he is going to be an undrafted free agent he'll be able to find an opportunity with the team because he has the talent and the intangibles to do it so i think he's a name to keep watch for that could maybe sneak into this draft other players that are in this draft class that'll probably try to get on it with the team as a udfa or get a training camp invite i think brady weeks is going to be a high player in this long snapping game for the gophers and getting onto a team Corey crooms has the opportunity depending on how he shows out at his uh pro day and then on top of that you've got chris hotman bell who played in the tropical bowl nathan bow at the center position which is still a need for many teams and you always need to stack talent Kyler Baugh, Chris Collins, and Sean Tyler. Those, All those players are going to be fighting for a, a training camp spot, possibly trying to get a UDFA spot, and that's an undrafted free agent for those who are like, what is a UDFA? But regardless, the Gophers have a lot of names in contention for maybe getting onto a roster, three that maybe have contention of getting drafted, and two that should be drafted in this next draft. But who are guys on the radar for 2025? There's a lot that could boost their draft stock in this next year. We're going to talk about them coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our fans over at FanDuel because guess what? It is time for the Super Bowl. It's hard to imagine. I can't believe we're already crossing into February, but it is true. And now is the time to celebrate that with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because if you're like me, the Super Bowl is all about finding the best seat 
on the couch. I ain't got money like that to go out to the Super Bowl, but you can grab your favorite football snacks and place some super bets. And guess what? You can do that and more with FanDuel and take advantage of who wins the coin toss or who's going to score the first touchdown. And on top of that, you get to watch the con- the commercials. I still, to this day, have that Doritos commercial with the little baby who smacks his, his hand and he says, "No, keep your hands off my Doritos and keep your hands off my mama. Those are just the things that give me flashbacks to the Super Bowl. I don't know what your favorite Super Bowl moment, favorite Super Bowl commercial is, but feel free to drop it in the comments below. But FanDuel has so many ways to end the season with a dub or two or three. There's so many things that you can bet on in this Super Bowl and take away from it, not only to bet on Super Bowl 58 and its winner, but also who can score a touchdown or who, how many points will be scored total, all that and so much more. And now new, new customers will get $200 in bonus bets for the first $5 bet or more that wins. So if you place a bet of $5 or more and it wins, you will get $200 in bonus bets. That's over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. So just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and take advantage of that bet and make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Goversense, let's talk about who's on the draft radar for 2025 because I think there's a handful of guys that are very likely to be drafted and some guys that could play themselves into the conversation. So let's talk about those very likelies first. We're going to talk about Cody Lindenberg at the top of that list. Now, Minnesota has had a history of some linebacker success, and lately their alumni have been showing out in the NFL. You talk about Jack Gibbons. You talk about Devondre Campbell. You talk about breakout star Blake Cashman for the Texans this past year, just to name a few. Now, Coach Fleck has given Cody Lindenberg all the high praise. His talent has shown he has the athleticism, he has the speed, he has the strength. So to the he could has the possibility to be the best of the bunch when it comes to the linebackers coming from Minnesota's program. The biggest question for Cody Lindenberg is health. If Cody can go out there this season and put together a fully healthy season where he can go dominate and he can be productive and he can just be Cody Lindenberg for a full season not only should he easily lead this team in tackles for the 2024 year but he should be in the running for an all big 10 team and be of high draft interest and also he's a great character guy he is a great in the locker room great leader so overall he'll do great in the off the field side of things when it comes to the NFL but if he can put together a fully healthy season it will show many NFL teams who will have interest in him Now, the next player that is very likely to be drafted in the 2025 draft year is Ja Joyner. Now, he has been a nightmare for creating pressures in the Big Ten. Now, in 2022, he didn't convert a lot of those pressures to sacks, but he was a leader in pressures. I believe he was top five or so in the entire conference. Then you turn the page to 2023, and he had a lot more sacks while maintaining a a monster pressure rate. And plus... I believe he was in, in the entire country when it comes to power five schools across the entire country, which are the top schools in the FBS. Let's just be plain and simple. Yes, there's a few uh, G5s that squeak their way into the conversation, but the best of the best is in the power five. And in the power five, he had the third highest pass rush win rate 
in the entire country, only behind Leatu Latu and Abdul Carter, both names that have been heavy in draft conversations, both for this year and for the future. So absolutely believe he's going to be on a draft board for multiple teams within with a similar season or even a slight progression in next season, which he definitely could have working with Coach Debo in his second year. I think that he will have many NFL organizations seriously interested in his pass rushing abilities come next draft. Now, another player on that very likely, the last of my very likelies for next year is Justin Wally. Now, Wally has been on draft radars since his stellar freshman year, and he had a fairly good sophomore year as well. Now, last year, there were some struggles. There were some ups and downs, but there were also flashes of brilliance, turnover creation, leadership on the field. So overall, Justin Wally is still definitely in draft consideration and on some radars. He's back in 2024, and if he can get put back together a nice year, a really good year for him, I think he will definitely continue to gain interest. Now, even with a moderate year or a somewhat middling year next season, I still believe Justin Wally will be in the conversation of a similar range maybe to what we saw from Jordan Howden or Terrell Smith in that fifth round conversation or so. So Justin Wally will be a name for draft radars, but he can definitely increase his stock this season. Now let's move to three players I think are possibilities for the NFL draft next year. The first one at the top of that list is Daniel Jackson. He's a top wide receiver in the conference, and I'm going to be really curious to see how Isaiah Williams from Illinois does because Isaiah, Isaiah Williams was the, the wide receiver this year that had maybe the stats just above him within the Big Ten. You had Marvin Harrison who led the entire conference, then you had Isaiah Williams, and then you had Daniel Jackson and Will Pauling from Wisconsin that were the top four guys in this in this last season when it came to receiving production in almost all every single category so daniel jackson will pauling will both be back next year but how isaiah williams who did enter the draft conversation for this season how he gets uh looked at how he is evaluated now yes they have different skill sets but what range he falls into could be a realistic outlook for daniel jackson moving forward to the 2025 draft and I could see Daniel Jackson getting a similar similar level of interest. That being said, if Daniel Jackson gets the opportunity to put up major numbers with Max Brosmer and they connect on some explosives that maybe we didn't hit on in 2023 and they do that consistently, then this could be a very interesting conversation. I think Daniel Jackson's route running has been on, on a notice for a lot of teams, especially how he opened the year with Nebraska last year. And his separation could definitely play some interest to teams out there, but he could boost his stock this year depending on what happens. Now, another team or player on the possibly for me is Ariante Ursary. Ursary was the number five best graded offensive tackle in the country by PFF last year. And he was also the fifth highest graded in run blocking among power five schools last year. So he definitely has caught the eye of people who are consistently watching film and out there trying to grade film or grade players. But on top of that, he's a left tackle who keeps his quarterback protected and he's going to have the chance to protect Max Brosmer this season. And he can absolutely continue to climb in draft interest if he keeps consistency. That's going to be the word of the gopher season, in my opinion, is consistency. If these players, if this team can put some consistency together, the ceiling is very high for them. Now, his name will probably most likely be the top of the list for the offensive linemen on the gophers team. And then finally, the last one for the possibly category for me is Jack Henderson, his size, his skill set, his athleticism, his production, 
all showed well in 2023. And there should be no question about it that he will at least get a shot. Now, he created turnovers. He led the team in tackles. And that is after making the jump from an FCS program where he absolutely dominated. He's coming back for year two. And this system will be a little bit different with Coach Heatherman, but also fairly similar. So he's going to be more instinctual in his play. He's going to be able to play even faster. And on top of that, yes, there may be some tweaks and changes, but I think those tweaks and changes with coach Heatherman should only play to the the favor of Jack Henderson in that nickel and linebacker type role at times. That is something that coach Heatherman coaches specifically. So I think it could definitely help him. So those six, I think are definitely going to be on draft radars with the potential for all six of them to be drafted but I think three are a very likely lock. Now, with a big season, there's still other Gophers that can get in consideration. Max Brosmer, Ethan Robinson, the corner who's transferring in, Quinn Carroll, and Tyler Cooper. I think those four players are also on draft radars, and with a very big season, they definitely can make some noise and put themselves into the conversation. Am I missing anybody? Who else do you think could be in next year's draft class? I haven't named Darius Taylor because clearly he's not eligible for the draft next year, but there's multiple players that could be beyond that that are in the Gophers draft conversation but who are guys do you think could be drafted next season I want to hear your thoughts in the comments below but then also we're going to talk about how the Gophers have been showing out in the NFL and it is helping this program we're going to talk about that coming up next First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Jace Medical because I know we come here to escape from real life and talk sports because realities in real life right now can be crazy. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? Because according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics and like amoxicillin right now in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And that can be scary. But I can't imagine feeling more helpless than my significant other or one of my kids getting sick and while a supply chain shortage is keeping them from life-saving antibiotics or medication that they need. Thankfully, we're all right over here because of Jace Medical. The Jace case, which is their number one product, is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial infections, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among many more. And that stuff could happen to potentially anybody. So definitely visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter and it will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never made it's never been more important than today. So definitely go to jacemedical.com. Again, that's jacemedical.com. And with that, you can use promo code locked on to get $20 off your order. Promo code locked on over at jacemedical.com and take advantage today. All right, Gophers fans, we're wrapping it up with why the NFL players that were Golden Gopher alums have been showing up, showing out, and that's why we could see potential benefits from them playing so well. Let's talk about how they've been doing, though, because I think this year might have been some of the most success we have seen from Gophers players in the NFL in quite some time. You talk about two guys that led the Chargers past season. You can't, you have to start it off by talking about Antoine Winfield Jr. He was an all pro player in the NFL, which is massive 
because it's not only recognized by his fellow players, by fellow coaches, but also just by the world at large that he is one of the best players at his position in the entire NFL. Now, it shows 122 tackles, six sacks, six forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, three interceptions. He literally did it all. Everything you can possibly do, he had production in every category. Antoine Winfield Jr. definitely led the charge and has been impressing, and hopefully that will continue to get more future safeties like Coy Parrish and others looks from the Gophers program to the NFL because people are going to say, if, especially if he can continue to do that at an elite rate, people are going to say, how where did he come from? How did we miss him? Where do we find the next one? And so they might be looking for someone. And you know what? We've got a young guy coming in that definitely could step into that type of role. Now, another guy who led the charges here was Blake Cashman. And it's taken some while. He was he was an undrafted guy. He is a character guy. He kept pushing. He has work ethic. And that has been the staple of what linebackers have been here with Coach Fleck at Minnesota. Now, Blake Cashman last year for the Houston Texans, he's been dealing with injuries on and off throughout his career, but last year absolutely balled out 106 tackles, two sacks and an interception, and was definitely one of the leaders for this Texans defense led by D'Amico Ryan. And D'Amico Ryan, a linebacker himself, showed a lot of trust in Blake Cashman and his leadership and his ability, and he's going to get He's going to he's gonna be there long-term, which is a big thing for Cashman being at like age 27 right now. So he can continue to produce and thrive in that role. And that only should help future guys like a Cody Lindenberg because Cody Lindenberg is stepping into that opportunity. And he if he stays healthy and shows out, people are going to be like, man, the Gophers had him. They had Lindenberg and they had this next guy on the list, Jack Gibbons, who was also an undrafted guy playing at Tennessee. He had 95 tackles last season and a sack in only 14 games before getting injured and heading to the IR. So the Gophers have had some, some definite success, and people are going to stop looking at these guys as gems and undrafted guys and start taking shots on them especially. And so Cody Lindenberg could be at the forefront of that charge. So we've talked about two linebackers. We've talked about a safety and another safety in that category who got starting opportunities this year was Jordan Howden who was a fifth-round draft pick. He played in New Orleans with the Saints, played 16 games, but he came along as a starter, had 43 tackles, one sack, and a forced fumble. That's not too bad for a fifth-round draft pick who ended up playing into a starter role with Tyron Matthew and others playing beside him. Then you got Terrell Smith, another D-back, Chicago. He was a rookie. He had some injuries on and off. He had a sickness that kept him off the field. But he played in 12 games, came up with some starts, had 49 tackles, one forced fumble, and a fumble recovery on the same play. And it just shows you the fire these guys bring, the difference making these guys bring. And these are guys who weren't the highly drafted, highly coveted guys, but on top of that, they've played into starter roles. And that's where people will start to take notice. Is like most, It's not just one of these guys doing it, and they were just an elite talent. It's multiple guys stepping up. We've talked about two undrafted linebackers, two fifth-round pick DBs, and all these guys are stepping up into big roles. That should be massive for the Gophers' future program because people are going to start looking like, man, there's a lot of guys that are continuing to come up. In fact, there are 17 players on the NFL rosters. There might be a couple more, actually, that are within those practice squads and whatnot, but 17 on the actual rosters. Two others I want to talk about. Boye Mafe last year. He's on the defensive line. 52 tackles for Seattle. Nine sacks. Nine sacks. Definitely took a leap up from his three sacks in his rookie year. So he's showing he can be an edge rushing maniac as well. Plus one forced fumble and two fumble recoveries. And then finally, Benjamin St. Juice, a defensive back again. 67 tackles last year, one sack, two forced fumbles, one interception. 
So the Gophers are finding a ton of production, especially in multiple players, and that should definitely jumpstart the looks and the scouts that are going to be interested in continuing to look at this Minnesota team. Then you talk about you had John Michael Schmidt starting for the Giants all year. Rashad Bateman started. Devondre Campbell started. Coquif got starts. Daniel Falele played this year. Carter Coughlin, Tyler Johnson, Eric Murray, Thomas Rush, and Asazi Otomiwu. The Gophers have been in a very healthy spot with their draft development over the last few years. And Tyler Newbin and Brevin Spanford could definitely find themselves contributing in the near future as well. The more success that these Gophers have, the more organizations are going to look at the Gophers program. So the continued success is a blessing that keeps on giving to this Gophers program and the current generation of Gophers players. Minnesota definitely has a big season in 2024 that they need to they need to bounce back from the struggles of 2023. All of that being said, the player development is very clear and very prominent here with the Gophers under Coach Fleck and his staff, and hopefully we'll continue to see that trending upwards over the coming season. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked on Golden Gophers. I hope you appreciated it. Be sure to hit subscribe, leave a like, and comment below your thoughts on today's show, what you liked, what you want to change, and definitely let me know any questions. We're going to get a mailbag going again. It's been a minute since we've had one, so drop those in the comments below, but I will see you tomorrow where we might have two shows. We might have one in the morning, one in the night, so definitely stay tuned. I'll see you then. Bro the boats, got you my go Gophers, and don't forget to subscribe.